Hey everybody, it's the SIFT Podcast. Save it for the football podcast. This one for week 16 of the 2021 NFL season. We talked about headlines from week 15. There are a lot of games, including Tuesday night games, Thursday, a couple of Saturday games on Christmas yesterday. And uh, of course, we looked ahead to the games today on Sunday. And we talked to croutons and fantasy and uh, a lot of other things. So I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the SIFT podcast, the SIFT football podcast. This one for week 16 of the 2021 NFL season. We're going to talk headlines from week 15 and a bunch of games going on uh, between the last time we had this uh, and and today. Uh, we'll talk week 16, of course, and a random fact, some croutons. Uh, but before we do anything, I'd like to welcome in the mayor. Mayor, how are you? I am full and happy. Um, it was a pretty good holiday yesterday uh hope everybody enjoyed it uh, there was some football on christmas day and some sad football on thursday night uh, i'm still licking my wounds but it, the outlook is good for the rest of the season so i am excited and ready yeah we'll get to all of that in a minute i do have a random fact today december 26th is national winers day the idea not to whine about uh, Christmas, uh, presents you didn't get, or anything like that, but rather just in general, whining about anything in life. You just have 24 hours to whine about something, and then you're supposed to move on from it. I was going to apply this to the NFL. Do you have any teams or players that you think deserve to take uh, 24 hours to just whine about something? Uh, you're putting me on the spot here. Um, I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo would like to probably whine about his two interceptions on Thursday night, one in the end zone that could have sent his team well on their way to a victory. Yeah, that's fair. Um, how, how about the Las Vegas Raiders? Um, <clears throat> a lot of stuff happened with that team this year. Uh, and there's nothing that the players that are still on the team could have done to prevent that so you think the las vegas raiders might have a, a case for whining today yeah we will um we'll allow them to whine away and i have one more <clears throat> how about trevor lawrence do you think he has a uh you think he has a right to take a day to whine you know if he's whining it is while the jaguars were whining and dining him um all he has to do is check his bank account and i think he will um he he will be just fine that's a good point that's a that's a very good point all right let's start with that uh thursday night football game uh tennessee 20 san francisco 17 this obviously has some significant playoff implications Tennessee atop the AFC South probably won the AFC South already. They'd have to lose, I think, both of their games, and Indianapolis would have to win the next two in order for there to be any chance. Um, and San Francisco, obviously, still in it. Uh, what do you think about Tennessee 20, San Francisco 17? Uh, yeah, it was it was hard to watch. Um, 
you know, interceptions and turnovers have this is the about the third time this season has derailed the 49ers to a victory. Uh, they're they're still in the um, playoff hunt, sitting at the sixth spot. Uh, the good news is the seventh the seventh spot and the eighth spot they've both beat this season. So as long as they win one one of their next two, or you know, I, I think they're going to make it in just by the way the schedule is going to fall. Uh, not everybody's going to win two games outright, so I, I think they're doing okay. I, I think Tennessee needed this win more than San Francisco and. And they came together at the end and won the game. Um, and they may get Derrick Henry back uh, in January, which would be very scary for the entire AFC. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to talk about last night's game. So Green Bay beat Cleveland 24-22. Green Bay uh, no longer can be counted on to cover. Um, they are still winning, but... Um, I don't know. It feels like since I mentioned that they might uh, be interested in covering every game, it seems like they're not. Um, do you have any thoughts on Green Bay or Cleveland? Yeah, uh, Green Bay's, you know, looking to get to the playoffs already. They're they're trying to lock up that one seed. Uh, a really good football team, but you know, Green Bay doesn't do well in in January especially against NFC West football teams. You can go back and look at the record. Uh, They've been handed quite a few losses in January due to them in recent years. And Cleveland, you know, they're they're, uh, starting to be at the point where, you know, they've lost one too many games. And Baker Mayfield, you know, is we've talked about it before. Is he really going to? be their long-term solution or is he just going to be short-term? Uh, they've got a lot of issues they've got to figure out in the offseason at this point. But uh, Green Bay came away with the win, and, you know, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. And they are atop the NFC, so if they get the one seed, they'll have home field in Lambeau. It's not what it used to be. Home field in Lambeau used to be pretty automatic uh, in the playoffs, but uh, it has not been, and uh, but still, that's an advantage, and they they look like they're cruising to the first round by, especially with Arizona last night losing to Indianapolis. Uh, Arizona really falling back uh, after starting out really strong. Uh, Indianapolis twenty two, Arizona sixteen. Um, <clears throat> very weird decision at the end of the game. Arizona, instead of trying to get the touchdown, with about 45 seconds left they went for the field goal and then the onside kick I suppose it doesn't matter too much because they needed uh, both scores but kind of an interesting decision especially since um, Matt Prater had missed like four different kicks or maybe five different kicks over the course of the game so um, what do you think about Indianapolis 22 Arizona 16 well Indianapolis has won six of the last seven games they, uh, and they've taken down some pretty big opponents. I think their only loss was to Tennessee, if I remember correctly, in that seven-game span. I, I'm going off the top of my head there. Arizona seems to not function as well without DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Kyler, Murray, Kyler Murray's got to find a better offensive stride than that, and they need to play better just all-around football. Um, you know, they're... They're sliding back. We're just still going to make it into the playoffs. So they got to do is win one more game, and they're in. Uh, it's going to pretty much be a disaster for them not to have to make the playoffs at this point. 
but uh, without DeAndre Hopkins, they are going to have difficulties. Yeah, and they lost James Conner. They lost uh, Rondale Moore wasn't there for them last night, so they were very banged up on the offensive side. But they have not been putting up points. I think they averaged 30 points or so in their first, like, 12 games. And in the last three weeks, they have averaged uh, – maybe last four weeks they've averaged like 12 or 14 points. So uh, it's been very bad offensively for the Cardinals, and I don't know how they turned around. I think Hopkins is done for the season, so um, I don't know where they get that spark offensively from. All right, we do have to now go back into our time machine all the way back to week 15. We had a Tuesday night football game. Um, actually two of them, the Rams defeated the Seahawks 20 to 10. Uh, do you have any, um, are you impressed at all by the Rams or do you think, uh, do you think this is a little bit of smoke and mirrors? I think they are who we thought they were, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be playoff bound and, you know, whether or not all that star power can come together in, in the playoffs will, will remain to be seen. And Seattle, uh, not technically eliminated from contention yet. I have the playoff eliminations in front of me. The Jags, the Lions, the Texans, the Jets, and the Bears have all been eliminated. Um, now, now, I'm going to throw a sift surprise without the noise on right. you right this second. How many of those six teams were on your professor's post-its of no chance in hell? When you did your list six weeks ago. It's funny you mentioned that. I have my week seven cross-offs. Uh, that's the one I could find. Uh, I've got the professor posted week seven cross-offs right here in front of me. Um, it's almost like we planned that and we didn't. We absolutely didn't. Um, uh, but it's here. So on this list, I had, of course, I had the Jaguars. Uh, I had the Lions. I had the Texans. I had the Jets. And I had the Bears. Well, now, yeah. when I crossed off the Bears, they were three and three. Um, but everybody else was either one and four, one and five, or oh and six in the case of the Lions. Um, there are a couple teams on here that actually probably have a decent chance of making the playoffs. The Dolphins were one and five when I made this list. They're now seven and seven with a chance to go to a winning record. Um, of eight and seven against New Orleans on Monday night, which they probably will do, which is uh, amazing. Um, and then uh, let's see, I had the the Eagles on here as well at two and four. They've made kind of a ferocious comeback as well. They've got still an outside chance of making the playoffs. I've got the football team on here. I don't think the football team's going to make the playoffs, but I think they're. I mean, they're not technically eliminated, so. Uh, probably not fair to cross them off in week seven. I had the Falcons as a cross off. They were two and three at the time. I think we can still safely say they're not going to make the playoffs, but again, not technically eliminated. Um, somehow the Giants are not eliminated. I don't understand that. They're a four and ten. Um, but, you know, it's it's math. So uh, and then uh, what else is there? That's the Giants. That's it. So um I got all five of those teams. Those are all eliminated. The teams that are still alive from my cross-off list from week seven, the football team, the Falcons, the Giants, the Dolphins, and the Eagles. What do you think their chances are of making the playoffs, though? None. 
You think none of those teams are making the playoffs? The Giants and the Eagles? Well, no, I mean the the Dolphins. Oh, the Dolphins are gonna. The Dolphins look like they're gonna. They're gonna have to get a little lucky because they're, I think, sitting in the ten spot right now. So they're gonna have to have teams lose ahead of them, and they're gonna have to win out. So I, I would give them about a thirty percent chance right now. Yeah, and I, I mean they're on an incredible run here. Um, you know, and then I, like I said, they're gonna go up against the New Orleans team that's got their third string quarterback. Um, I'm not sure if that's better or worse than Taysom Hill, but uh, that is what it is. So they've got a chance, I think, on Monday night to go to eight and seven and to get into uh, you know positive numbers there. So we'll see what happens. I'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, Philadelphia beat the Washington football team 27 to 17. Philadelphia, of course, with that win, they kind of uh, gave themselves a little bit of playoff life. Uh, any thoughts on either of those teams, Philadelphia or the Washington football team? Uh, Washington's been up and down, and they're going to need be another team of a need of a roster rebuild. They um, uh, Tyler Heineke is probably not their quarterback of the future. Uh, they've got to start, you know, on offense and be able to be competitive in their division, let alone let alone the NFC. Uh, the Eagles and the Giants are, you know, kind of rebuilding as well. The Eagles seem like they're going to get there a little faster, but the Cowboys have been the juggernaut. Um, the Eagles still got an outside chance of getting in the playoffs, but as I said before, they had previously lost to the 49ers, and I don't know who else they've lost to, so they're going to they're gonna need a little bit of help from teams losing two games of their next three yeah. in order for them to get in, and they're going to have to win their last went out in order to make that possible. All right, let's move on. Minnesota beat Chicago 17 to nine. Minnesota, of course, still alive for the playoffs. Technically Um, they've got, you know, they've got a decent chance. I think uh, maybe even like 50, 50 chance of making the playoffs if they can win out uh, in their last three games and, you know, get a little bit of help. Um, Any thoughts on Minnesota? I, I don't think we need to talk too much about the bears. No, you know, Minnesota, again, like you said, they, they're going to need a little bit of help. And, you know, those uh, pre those games earlier in the season are going to make a big difference in between getting in and getting out. And they, they've lost a few of those tiebreaker games as well. So they're, they're going to need a lot of help from above as well. But they are, are sitting in the seventh spot at the moment, are they not? I don't have that in front of me, but that sounds right. Yeah, I think they're sitting in the seventh spot. And or Philadelphia sitting in the seventh spot. San Francisco is ahead of one of those teams and they're ahead of them because they had beat them. Um, so either way, Philadelphia and Minnesota are going to one of those teams going to need a little bit of help from the other to to get in. All right. And I will bring up that playoff picture now so that we uh, yeah, can talk about it with some uh, in- intelligence. Um, all right. And then uh, we had the other Monday night football game from last week. Las Vegas beat Cleveland. Um, and it was a close one. And it was 16-14. Um, the Browns then, of course, lost at Green Bay uh, on Christmas. So the Browns are headed down. Uh, Las Vegas, though, uh, that, that probably saved uh, their chances of making the playoffs, although they are still very slim. Um, do you have any thoughts on Las Vegas? 
No, you know, you kind of encapsulated it earlier on, um, you know, their their team and those teammates have a, a reason to whine today and legitimate reasons. Uh, they're not going to be able to do very much in the uh, playoffs. I think if they make it, just too many things have happened to that team this year that they're not going to be able to get done. And they play the Broncos this week. These are the bubble teams. So just to go through this, the AFC currently – with the Chiefs on top, the Titans are in second place. Patriots in the third spot. Bengals fourth. Colts fifth. Chargers sixth. Bills in the seventh spot. On the bubble are the Ravens, who are playing the Bengals this week. The Steelers, who are playing the Chiefs this week. The Raiders, who are playing the Broncos this week. The Dolphins, who are playing the Saints. I think beyond that, it gets a little bit ridiculous, but... Um, the Broncos are also uh, seven and sevens, and they play the Raiders today, but they're in the twelfth spot. Um, and then switching over to the NFC quickly, the Packers are, of course, the one seed. Cowboys are currently sitting in the football team this week. The Rams are playing the Vikings. The Bucks are playing the Panthers. Arizona, of course, lost to the Colts, and the Niners lost to the Titans. The Vikings uh, are playing the Rams, as we mentioned earlier. And then on the bubble, we have the Eagles at 7-7, seven and seven, the Saints at 7-7, seven and seven, the football team at 6-8. and eight, And then it starts to get ridiculous after that. Um, I don't think the football team has a chance. I don't really think the Saints have a chance. I think the only team that could probably possibly sneak in would be the Eagles. So I'm just looking at the playoff picture and what they're, uh, they're facing ahead of them. Uh, and I think the Eagles, like I said, has a chance to sneak in at seven. Uh, all right, we will get back to that if we need to. Um, I'm going to move on. New Orleans beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers nine to nothing on Sunday Night Football. Tampa Bay plays the Cardinal. Uh, sorry, the Carolina Panthers this week, and then Miami, as I mentioned before, uh, against New Orleans on Monday Night Football. You have any thoughts on the Bucks getting shut out against uh, the Saints? Well, they. You know, it just goes to show no matter how good or bad you think one individual player may be when you lose basically your whole wide receiver core and running back in a course of a game, you're you're not going to do very good. And those backups are backups for a reason. Um, I, you know, I'm going to pose another question to you. Why is it when? a 42-year-old Tom Brady throws a tablet on the sideline. It's called passion. But when a wide receiver that's 22-year-old blows up on the sideline, he's called immature. Yeah, I mean, I thought about that in a number of ways this week um, so far uh, with, you know, teams getting, um, you know, calls or no calls on the field and off the field. Um, it does seem like the the referees do favor certain players, if not certain teams. Um, and I was thinking about this too. Uh, if you if you know Tom Brady's going to yell at you, uh, or if you know Bill Belichick is going to yell at you uh, as a referee, it shouldn't make a difference, right? But it does. I mean, there's a reason why these players and coaches scream at the refs when they don't get a call that they uh, or they get a call they don't like or something like that. Uh, because it does actually influence these refs because they are human and uh, they also don't like being yelled at by uh, star players and coaches. I can just uh, tell you there's a I mean, there's a reason to it because I was thinking about that. I was thinking 
why did they bother doing that? It shouldn't matter. But they yell at him for a reason. They yell at him because it does make a difference. Maybe not right away, but at some point during the game, those refs are going to second-guess themselves. And to answer your original question, uh, his behavior was uh, bad, and uh, he should be called out for it. But, you know, there was a lot of coverage of it this week. I don't know if people are treating it as serious as they do, you know, what, like you said, when some young uh, wide receiver or somebody uh, like that uh, goes off on the sidelines. But uh, I do think there's getting more to be more coverage of that kind of thing. I mean, Tom Brady has done things like that on the sideline before. Um, so we know that he uh, he's uh, they just when he does it, they call him competitive when Odell Beckham Jr. or somebody does it, then uh, he's a diva or whatever. But, um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, that's, it, you know, I, I think either way, but, you know, I, I've never been in an NFL game, so I can't say how my emotions would be, but I feel that it's being able to control your emotions and you, you can't call one one a duck and one a goose. I mean, both are the same. You know, you're either passionate or you're, you know, or you're immature or you can't control your temper, you know, either way, let's all call it the same thing next yeah. time it happens. And then we're all on the same page. Okay. Yeah, I agree. All right. Baltimore and green Bay last week, green Bay surviving against Baltimore, John Harbaugh, once again, going for two at the end of the game and not getting it. So green Bay one thirty-one to 30, uh, Harbaugh is not just going for two at the end of games. He's also going for a lot of fourth downs rather than kicking field goals when he has the best kicker in the league. Um, I just don't see the wisdom in it. I like that coaches have different styles. I like the coaches that are aggressive and that is their decision, of course. And they, they, they know their team, their football team better than I do. But at the same time, they've left a lot of points on off the board. Um, so what do you think about Baltimore and Green Bay there? So a couple weeks ago, Baltimore could have kicked the um, extra point and sent it to overtime. The Steelers, yeah. Against the Steelers. And, and that, would have made, that would have made a lot of sense. And then against Green Bay, giving Aaron Rodgers and 43 seconds left, you know, that he's proved time and time again, even twice this season, that, you know, that's all he needs. So in lieu of going for two there, it doesn't make it. I, I don't think that game made a difference. But now he's 0-2 in the last two games, and now they're about to miss the playoffs if, you know, one more loss could put them on the outside looking in. Oh, it's, you know, I, I don't know if they're the right call or the wrong call, but. At the end of the day, if you don't make the playoffs, it's probably the wrong decision. Yeah, and I guess the the strategy against Green Bay, yeah, you're you know the the Aaron Rodgers has forty seconds, so if you kick the extra point, if you kick the extra point, you you're giving him the ball back, and you might be giving him the game. Um, but if you miss the two point, you're also giving him the game. Um, if you make the two point, he's still got 40 seconds to go down and kick the field goal. So I don't really, I'm not sure I understand that. And also, you know, they went for it on fourth down in deep in green Bay territory early in the game and did not get that and gave the ball back to, uh, the green Bay Packers. So 
I mean, like I said, I do. It's fun to watch an aggressive team. Absolutely fun to watch them. But I, I don't know if they are making the right decisions, uh, not giving their players a chance to win the game on the field. But we shall move on. Uh, San Francisco beat Atlanta last week, 31 to 13. San Francisco plays the Texans in week 17. So uh, they got to get that win. Uh, Denver and uh Sorry, uh, Las Vegas, um, Atlanta. Who does Atlanta play? I don't even have that listed here. Oh, Detroit. Uh, Atlanta plays Detroit. Excellent. In, in a game that doesn't matter at all. Um, but any thoughts on uh, San Francisco versus Houston next week? Uh, they, you know, this is one of those games you're going to have to get a get a victory on, and. That's just what it is. You know, they, they need to win their last two to to stay in the playoff spot. And I think against Houston, they've got a good chance of winning that game. We haven't talked about this yet, but um, I'm assuming that uh, Garoppolo will not be in San Francisco next year. Do you think he... I had one. Don't worry about it. Go ahead. Do you think he can land himself a uh, a starting job somewhere? Maybe Washington or Houston or something like that. I, I don't know why um, if Trey Lance is going to be ready in the off season. Uh, Jimmy's going to get a two year contract, probably three year contract somewhere. So good, good for him. And the Forty ers look like they're going to move on from Trey Lance. If not that, moving up in the first round of the draft this season made absolutely. So uh, good luck to Jimmy and his future endeavors. If that's what the team has planned. So you don't think Trey Lance is going to be the quarterback either? Uh, I do. Oh. But I just I, – I don't understand why. I, I don't necessarily understand the move. Right. Uh, to move up to three to get him, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's move on. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the Denver Broncos 15-10. to 10. Uh, Baltimore goes at Cincinnati uh, – the Baltimore Ravens have their third string quarterback playing and their secondary is terribly banged up. So I like Cincinnati in this spot, but we'll get to that later. You have any thoughts on either Cincinnati or Denver? Uh, Not really. I mean, you know, I think these teams are in trouble. Yeah. I think the Cincinnati with a win against Baltimore probably gets into the playoffs. Uh, Denver. I don't think, I don't think so. Um, all right, Miami, we mentioned this before, Miami on this incredible win streak. They've uh, they've defeated the Jets 31-24 last week. They've won six in a row. They haven't lost since Halloween. Um, any further thoughts on Miami? So, I, you know, I did pick them preseason. If everyone remembers, I reminded them often that I picked them to go 10-7 and seven on the season and slip into the playoffs. So I, I think that's uh, a good look for Miami right now. Um, it, I do have kind of a secondary surprise that um, I, I want to bring up right now sure. that involves Miami. So as our sifters remember, there is the longstanding tradition of which ornament gets to sit atop of the Christmas tree in the uh, mayor's household. Yeah. And so now that there is 17 weeks in an NFL season, I I am a person of details and I like to understand why and how the 
the schedule is going to be generated. So do you know how the week's, the 17th game is generated? I have absolutely no idea. So it's based off two years, which conference, which sub-conference. Okay, I, let me start again. I'm sorry. So the AFC plays the NFC one comp, one division each year. Yeah. So whatever two years ago, whichever conference played two years ago is who they're going to play next season. Next season. Okay. But it's going to be based off last year's record. First, second, third, fourth is going to line up and match each other. Okay. So with that being said, as this season sits right now, the San Francisco 49ers will be playing the Miami Dolphins next season. And I will have a chance to overtake the top of the Christmas tree once again. And will I have to wait another two years? Well, that's exciting. But are you also not just writing off the possibility they'll play in the Super Bowl? Well, I am not writing that possibility off. But as of right now, they are definitely playing next season. Okay. <laughs> that's a guarantee. More so than the Super Bowl. I get it. Capital uh, I. The Detroit Lions beat Arizona 30-12 to 12 last week. The Arizona has now dropped, is it three or four in a row? I think it's three of the last four, and or la- yeah, three. So they are sinking quickly. Um, obviously, Detroit has been eliminated from the playoffs. Do you think Detroit sticks with um, Jared Goff next year? I, I don't see them having many other options. Uh, drafting a rookie quarterback and throwing him, them into that mess is probably something that they're they're not going to help them improve to three or four wins. Uh, I think Jared Goff, they, they kind of know they're, they're going to be with for a while. Um, I think, you know, he's, he's shown flashes of brilliance when he was with the Rams. So I think maybe give Dan Campbell another year and, you know, maybe they'll be able to get that, uh, get that soup brewing pretty good and maybe get a couple victories and surprise some people next year. Yeah, it makes sense. They probably do have to draft a quarterback of the future at some point. It might not be this, this draft, but probably got to do that at some point. Uh, Dallas 21, New York Giants 6. Dallas plays the Washington football team that basically will eliminate them if they lose. I think they're probably already out, but they're not technically eliminated, but I think they will be. Um, any thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys? They're not putting up a lot of points, um, but they're winning games. Yeah, that defense, uh, I guess it's helping get them done. They they were averaging, I think, I think I saw it earlier, 30 points in the beginning of the season, and now it's lower. Uh, Dak Prescott, you know, I, I think they'll be all right. You know, they're going to make a deep run. They still got a chance to one seed. So they're going to do everything they can to try to get to that spot. But even sitting at the two seed, they'll get the they'll get the host either, you know, the San Francisco 49ers or the Philadelphia Eagles in week one of the playoffs. Uh, and, and I think that the offense is going to be ready to go. Michael McCarthy seems to have that team roaring and look for the Cowboys to go deep into the playoffs. So I got a question for you. If uh, it came to that, would you rather the 49ers, would you rather play the Cowboys or the Rams? Uh, why would they be playing the Rams? Well, the Rams are three. I mean, I'm just saying that uh, the Cowboys are at two. So, um, you know, the well, chance. so the 49ers do play the Rams in week 17 of the season this week yeah. or next week. 
whenever that is. So they it's week 18, yeah. So yeah, week 18, thank you. So it's possible they play in back-to-back weeks. Uh the 49ers already did beat the Rams pretty heavily earlier in the season, so the Rams may have something to say about that come week 18. Uh, I, I think the 49ers would probably play uh, the Rams personally because they know them a little better mm-hmm. and a little closer to home. Maybe get, you know, a couple fans more in the stadium than what would be out in Dallas. Yeah. All right. Although the 49ers do travel well when they do play Dallas. Yeah. So that's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, uh, you think Buffalo beat the Carolina Panthers 31 to 14. Buffalo plays at New England. Is This is basically a game for the division. Obviously, it won't be decided this week. There's two weeks left after this. But um, what do you think about Buffalo uh, at New England? Definitely going to be a little different game than the last time they played. Uh, we don't. I don't think uh, Mac Jones can only throw the ball three times. And I can promise you the Patriots will not win the football game if Mac Jones only throws three times. I think Buffalo is going to be a little more ready to play, but Bill Belichick is pretty good about taking away their best player. Uh, you know, the weather did that the last time they played. Uh, Stefan Diggs and uh, Josh Allen together are quite the dynamic duo. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I think the Bills are going to win this one, but just barely. Yeah, New England without Ramondre Stevenson, with Damian Harris banged up. Uh, they don't. They already have a, a lack of uh, offensive weapons. I, I would say, Buffalo is going to be without a couple of receivers. Also, um, it should be a low-scoring game. Buffalo doesn't really run the ball well, except for when Josh Allen is running it. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a good feel for this game. Uh, but like like you said, I think it's going to be close. Pittsburgh beat Tennessee last week, nineteen to thirteen. Pittsburgh goes at KC. Do you have any thoughts on Pittsburgh um, or KC? Uh, KC has won what seven in a row now, so they are they are going to go into the playoffs with thunder, you know, with fury. I think they're going to go deep again. They got their they got. I think they got their team dialed in, and they are ready to go. And I think they've still got a chance at the one seed too. Do they not? They're currently sitting in the one seed, um, and I believe they can basically wrap it up. They would need a little bit of help this week. Uh, Tennessee, of course, won, so they're the two seed. Um, But I think KC would be on their way to the one seed if they win this week. Yeah, that'd be good for them. And, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs the past few years has gotten his team all the way to the doorstep, and I I think that he's going to probably do it again. Yeah, Tennessee obviously got to have some extra motivation to get that one seed with, uh, you know, Derrick Henry coming back there. They're in a position to make a run in the playoffs as well. All right, Indianapolis last week, they beat New England 27-17. to 17. Um, Indianapolis, of course, uh, beat Arizona this week. So a couple of back-to-back pretty good wins for Indianapolis. Uh, we just have this game and one more to talk about. Do you have any thoughts on Indianapolis that we haven't already mentioned? No, I I think we've already kind of touched on them and we can slide to the next one. All right. The last game was the Thursday night football game. That was just ahead of our podcast. Uh, The Kansas city chiefs beat the Los Angeles chargers 34 to 28. And the chargers, um, 
get to play Houston this week. Uh, but they're going to be without Eckler, and I believe they're going to be without Mike Williams. I think he was recently put on the COVID list as well. So um, this, could, this could also be a low-scoring game. Uh, what do you think about the Los Angeles Chargers? Uh, it's, you know, super unfortunate for me. Uh, I have Austin Eckler and Mike Williams on my fantasy roster. Maybe we'll touch on that in a minute, going into the semi semifinals of the double quarterback league. So I am, I have replaced them both with some different people. Hopefully those players pan out Uh, as for the chargers. I think, you know, they, you know, these two players help them and Justin Herbert, you know, get, get that ball moving. Uh, They're going to have a tough time if these guys can't go and they're, they would definitely need them for a playoff run. All right, that's probably enough um, of the headlines. Uh, We will move on and talk about croutons and fantasy right after this. All right, so croutons. uh, Last week... um, and as a middling week, I lost croutons, but it wasn't a complete disaster. Um, I will just run down mine real quickly here. Um, I got Arizona minus 14 at Detroit. Looked like it, it, it never had a chance. Uh, the Detroit Lions jumped out to a huge lead. Uh, I never was in that one at all. Um, and so I lost 50 croutons on that one. Um, I also lost the spicy meatball pick somehow green Bay up 14 with about five and a half minutes to go, uh, could not close out a minus five and, uh, they won by one point after Baltimore tried to go for two and missed it. So those are my two losses. I did get the Las Vegas plus six at Cleveland. Um, that one obviously shrank uh, all the way down, but I got it at plus six, uh, Dallas minus 10 uh, at New York Giants, really not really a question. Uh, 21, I think 21-6 it was. Yeah, so 50 croutons there. So I ended up uh, down 150 croutons, which is not particularly good, uh, but at least it wasn't a complete disaster. Um, would you like to run down your croutons from last week? Uh, mine, my croutons were a complete disaster. I, I didn't get one of my bets right. Uh, I apologize to anyone that may have taken my advice seriously. Um, I'm not going to pay you back. Uh, I, I took I took New England plus two over Indy. Of course, that was wrong. Carolina Buffalo, the 44 and a half over. Uh, just didn't generate enough points for that. Uh, I lost 50 croutons there. Dallas and the New York Giants, I thought for sure we were going to see an offensive output from Dallas for 44 and a half. I missed. And Tennessee minus one and a half over Pittsburgh. I lost for 200 croutons. So let's move on because uh, not a great week for either of us in the croutons. But um, I think I've got a good feeling about this week. I think we got uh, some games with some easy edges. Uh, Cincinnati minus seven over Baltimore in Cincinnati uh, with the third string quarterback and all those banged up uh, cornerbacks. 
Uh, I got that for 50 croutons, 16.90 minus 7. Yeah, that's great. Um, So just to let the sifters know, I kind of started on yesterday's games because I saw some that I thought was going to be fit uh, for my bets this week. I took Green Bay and Cleveland, the 46.5 for the over, and they scored 46 points last night, so I have already lost 50 croutons. Yeah, that's uh, that's a tough one because – that one really could have gone uh, anyway. Um, my my next bet is the, the Los Angeles Rams minus three and a half. Obviously, you're going through an important number there uh, at Minnesota. I think the Rams can get that done. So I'm going to go for the Los Angeles Rams minus three and a half over Minnesota for 50 croutons. Yeah, uh, my second bet, I went to uh, the game last night between Indy and Arizona. Uh, I took Indy plus two and a half points, and I finally won a bet in three weeks for 50 croutons. There you go. So you're uh, even for the week uh, so far. Uh, all right, and then I've got the uh, the Chargers at Houston 46 under. I don't see either of these teams putting up a ton of points. So I'm going 50 croutons. Uh, the Chargers are vulnerable on the ground. Houston doesn't really have much of a running game. Chargers are missing a bunch of offensive players. I, I just see this going under. So I've got the 46 under for 50 croutons. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good bet. Um, I've got one last bet. I'm going to make it my spicy meatball this week. Um, Kansas City is playing Pittsburgh, and Kansas City is giving up eight and a half. I think that is not going to be enough for Pittsburgh. I'm going to take KC to cover for 200 croutons. All right. I do like that bet. Um, I don't see that being a hugely high-scoring game, but I think it could be something like 27 to 13 or something like that. All right. um, My spicy meatball, I like this one just because all they have to do is win the game. I've got the Las Vegas Raiders at home in a pick 'em over Denver for 200 croutons. Yeah, that's a pretty good pick as well. All right, so do we want to talk about um, fantasy a little bit? Uh, yeah, I'll let you roll off with yours because I was um, because right now you're sitting at the top of that league. Yeah, and um, I'm li- I'm staring down uh, elimination here in the semifinals. Though um, I just uh, got a little bit unlucky. Um, George Kittle, who had put up like 90 points over the last three weeks, uh, scored uh, just 4.1 points, two catches for 21 yards in that Thursday night game. Um, and then uh, Jonathan Taylor rushed for 108 yards, but um, did nothing else. No catches, no touchdowns, so he only had 12.8 points. And um, I think I'm looking at uh, being eliminated. Uh, Kyler Murray uh, for the opponent scored 24 points. Nick Chubb for the opponent scored 29. I did get a little bit lucky in that he started Njoku, who scored zero, and San Francisco defense scored five. I've got a fighting chance, but it's uh, not looking good. My only uh, my only chance is that he just leaves Mike Evans in, who is out uh, this week. He still hasn't made that move. Uh, he does make moves late into the day when he does make moves. Right. So what I was thinking is um, the only wide receivers he has on, on his bench are Tim Patrick and Kendrick Bourne. Uh, they're both projected to be about nine points. You just really never know. Um, but those aren't aren't exactly uh, starters in a 10-team league, if you ask me. So 
Maybe he makes the move. Uh, I should be able to win at wide receiver this week, although he does have Cooper Cup, and that is what um, scares me the most. Yeah, and unfortunately for you, the Rams are – who are the Rams playing again? The Rams play Minnesota, who are the- Yeah, one of the worst passing defenses in the league. Yeah, so I've got um, Odell Beckham. I'm going to throw him out there. Just maybe, uh, maybe he takes away a little bit from Cooper Cup. Who knows? That that's my only chance. Yeah, that's um, that's a good point. Uh, so I lost last week in our long-standing league. I uh, just my my team did not do well enough to make it. I feel like I had a pretty good team. I finished the season second and most points scored in the season. Just. Didn't get it done in the playoffs. My double quarterback league, I won uh, in round one, so I have advanced to the championship semifinal. Uh, right now, he has already had four players play, totaling around 59 points. I've got about a 78% chance of winning as of right now. So even without Austin Eckler and Mike Williams, uh, my team is still pretty solid. I need Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes to have a really big day, and it will carry me to the championship. Uh, can I ask, who did you replace uh, Eckler with? Uh, I can try and look, but this is when we have dif- oh. technical difficulties. Well, if you don't have it off the top of your head, that's okay. I I had been stashing Javante Williams uh, for the for the Broncos just for this particular circumstance where either Taylor or Eckler got hurt, or in this case, uh, Eckler's on COVID uh, list. So um, I am plugging in Javante Williams. He obviously is in a 50-50 share basically with Melvin Gordon, but um, I think you know if you're going to throw somebody out there that's a third your third-string running back, that's not a bad bad chance and that's the other thing that goes against me this week is uh, having uh, Eckler on the bench uh, with COVID um, really hurts my chances of uh, of success against um, my opponent so so I have David Montgomery and Miles Gaskin uh, sitting in my uh, running back spots right now all right that's not bad Um, he has uh, that my opponent has Antonio Gibson who is questionable um, I think he probably plays, but he may be somewhat limited. Um, and I don't expect the Washington football team to put up a lot of points. So that gives me a little bit of a chance too. Um, do we have anything else for uh, fantasy? No, I think we've covered that well. All right. The last thing is what game are you looking forward to the most? Uh, I think the Dolphins game on Monday Night Football is going to be the one I'm looking forward to most. I'm going to be able to sit down and enjoy that game. Um, I'm pretty excited to see if they can make a playoff run and jump lunge themselves that way. Yeah, that will be good. Um, you know, obviously Buffalo New England rematch will uh, will be a good game, um, and that's the one I think I'm probably looking forward to the most this week. All right, anything else before we say goodbye? No, I think we're good. All right, then for the mayor and for myself, I'd like to thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. There you have it, uh, another Sift football podcast on the books. I hope you enjoyed it. A couple things we forgot to mention was sink or swim. The mayor has overtaken me. Um, he got Miami correct last week. I got Arizona wrong, and then he got Green Bay uh, on Christmas Yesterday, they beat the Browns, so he's actually overtaken me in points. 
Um, I'll have to see if my team, Dallas Cowboys, pulls through beating the Washington football team. I would go back into the lead with that. Um, and then the other thing was we forgot to congratulate the mayor's wife, uh, her second win this week in the long-running Pick'em League that we are in. So congratulations to her. Again, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week.